able to like watch TV in bed and enjoy it and like kind of laugh and I didn't feel like I was going to die and I feel like if that's the way I feel that I should be at work but it was the right decision. I um I did not post Monday's podcast and I laid in bed yesterday and I thought about Monday's show and the amount of stuff I got wrong or the amount of times I was in the middle of a thought and couldn't finish it because of I don't know what. I I, I want to say fever maybe but like I was not all there for sure. Um, so, you know, people were asking, obviously no show yesterday, couldn't podcast that Monday. I didn't feel I was like, you know what? We did not put our best foot forward. Um, so I, I didn't really, and, and that's what I said on Facebook when, when I left, I was like, you guys deserve a much better show than you, what you were getting on Monday out of us or out of me rather. And, uh, that's why we decided to pull up early, but I took the day yesterday. I feel a little bit better day, much better can definitely be here today. I believe we will do new turd Tuesday. We will do that today. We have uh, new Weezer for you. They covered uh, Africa from Toto. We have new Florida Georgia Line, new Allison Chains, and a local, actually, who will be at uh, Blues Fest this weekend, Nate Lupai, uh, has a song called uh, That's the Way Life Goes. We'll play that for you as well. Um, Fantone, I took a piece of your advice yesterday. Okay. And um, I got my uh, insurance card printed out. Okay. And I was able to call Altman Hospital yesterday. And um, I got my because uh, when I went Saturday, I didn't have my insurance card with me and I got my insurance info submitted to them before my bill got processed. Whew. Now, I did not. I, I thought for sure I was like, there's I have terrible luck when it comes to this kind of stuff. And I thought for sure there was going to be a thousand hangups. Nope, not at all. Called yesterday, took less than five minutes. And I got to tell you, I have been really, really impressed with Altman Hospital. I went there Saturday. They were great. They got me in and out of there. I mean, obviously, you wait a little while. Welcome to you know medical care. It's just the way it is, you know? Um, but they got me in and out of there. And then I thought yesterday for sure, I was like, this is going to be a hassle. It's going to take me all day. I'm going to have to go there or whatever. It was a five-minute phone call. And she's like, yep. She's like, your bill hasn't been processed yet. We're going to apply this. She's like, obviously, there will still be a, you know, somewhat of an out-of-pocket cost. But this, oh, yeah. will, you know, this will swallow a major amount of this up for you. And, uh, dude, I got to tell you, they've been nothing but great up there. Yeah, I mean, you know, health insurance, it exists for a reason. And when it works correctly, you should be like, man, that worked. Like, thank God. It's nice to have it. Um, You know, the thing I'll say about I think a lot of people in Northeast Ohio, um, we really take for granted the quality of hospitals that are around us. But Canton, for sure. I mean, Altman is a great hospital. and, and, And beyond just like a hospital, it's a great medical like network. And I mean, I really genuinely do wish that we had. Altman um, or Alt Care, I'm sorry, health insurance. Because once you have Alt Care, like, dude, you just go in there and, like, it's Altman and you're just VIP, dude. Like, they're just, like, rolling out red carpets for you and stuff. And, like, you don't have to worry about, like, well, is this specialist that you're sending me to, is this in the network? Because it's like, yeah, he's an Altman doctor. Yeah. We're Alt Care, you know. So, it, it, you know, it, I'm, gl- I'm glad you went there. I'm glad that it turned out well for you. And most importantly, I'm glad that you're not, like, $10,000 in debt over this. Yeah, no, that I was really, I was sweating. I was sweating over that. And uh, again, I got to thank you as uh, we both took you know the day off yesterday. Yeah. And Fantone, being the, you know, the good little soldier he is, Damn actually right. woke up early in the morning yesterday and came up to the radio station, made sure things that had to be done got done, and then went back home. And dude, 
Thank you for you know. Thank you for uh, falling on that grenade and handling all I that. I wasn't sick, so I was like, dude, you're really like scoring one here. Like you're really getting a day yeah, off. Yeah, but dude, you still you had the day off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, you thought ahead. It wasn't one of these things where it was like it didn't necessarily have to be done, mm-hmm. but it was the better way to do it was to have you come up here and make sure that got done. And you thought ahead. You did it. You saved us both a headache of a conversation today by doing so. Thank you very much. Yeah, being proactive is uh, is definitely something I've tried to focus on and my girlfriend said to me yesterday she's like well not yesterday it was the day before she's like okay so dan's not going to work she's like do you get the day off and i'm like yeah because like what what else am i supposed to do like what am i gonna do just it's just kind of the way to do it yeah like what am i gonna do come in here and pretend like come in here like start arguing with myself over stuff yeah no i'm not doing that it's not really the best system that's why honestly a third person needs to be added to the show at some point then something can happen yeah something can happen then something can happen we'll see what happens well fingers crossed there what did you uh what i mean what did you do yesterday So so i i i just i did not set the alarm monday night i slept in a little bit yesterday and then i just kind of took the day i um you know i watched a little tv i i I put more medication in me um i I ended up running out to the store and i actually picked up the new tiger woods book by armin katayan okay and uh, dude i'm only two chapters in and already it's so so good now is this like tiger's autobiography or like you know it's a biography it's not a biography i'm sorry it's not an auto he he refused to be interviewed for it um he actually called around to friends and told them not to give interviews many people said when they called they said look i gotta clear it with tiger first and armin said he's gonna say no don't even bother we don't want you and hung up he did allow i guess his chiropractor to kind of talk to them i haven't got to that part of the book yet but it's um they took three years and armin katayan's got a pretty good track record on writing bios and so i i believe that armin would not put anything in the book that was not true now is this like sizzle is this like oh my gosh the expose or is it just like hey here's his story i believe well they they were interested in telling the rise and fall of tiger woods okay because it hadn't really been told and tiger was and is one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. One of the most dominant athletes in the world. And make no mistake, he was built from kindergarten on to be a professional golfer. Like, he was built. As a matter of fact, I'm, like I said, I only read the first two chapters yesterday. And then I just, I was like, ah, I'm not really feeling great. I don't want to read right now. I'd rather just kind of like lay around and veg. But yeah, I believe it was kindergarten. They started talking to him about, um, you know, other like doing other things, like maybe playing soccer with the kids, you know, after school. And his dad was like, "No, Tiger plays golf after school. That's what he does. Quit talking to my kid about other sports. He plays golf. That's what he does." And you could tell, like his Tiger's dad. Apparently, the grandfather wanted Tiger's dad to be a professional baseball player. He never got there. And so you could tell this was like, I feel like I failed my dad, and now my kid's not going to fail me. And so. You get you get the sense that the fall of Tiger is inevitable in this book, right? I, I mean, for every for every one Tiger Woods where that works, where the dad is just like, "No, you're gonna live, you're gonna live my dream. I'm gonna live vicariously through you." There's eight thousand examples of like, "Dude, I hate my dad. I never want to talk exactly to him again." Right. But I mean, it, it, you can't necessarily debate the uh, the end result of Tiger Woods. There, the guy was pretty good. Yeah, well, and the All mom, right. like the you know, I mean, like everybody harps on the dad, the dad, the dad, but the mom was very staunch. Apparently, she was the one 
who, you know, in they kind of talk about it in the book, like she's got that Asian mom thing where it's just like, you know what I mean? She's going to beat you. Like, I guess she they say later in the book, I, I read a quote from it before, and I haven't got there yet, where she actually does threaten physical violence if he doesn't do things the way that she wants them done. So I cannot wait to get into that. So I basically just did that, you know, laid around, relaxed a little bit. Um, read a little bit of that, watched a little TV. In a perfect world, I would have stayed home again today. I don't feel 100%, but I'm feel, I definitely feel well enough to get through this program, to be able to do it, to be, especially since we're going to do New Tour Tuesday on Wednesday, yep. being just that lazy enough. That, again, coming up at 9 o'clock. I, I, I did see some national sports uh, shows yesterday on TV, and Terrell Owens was actually on TV, and he laid into LeBron James about something, and I didn't think about it this way, and I think it's interesting, and we're going to take a look at that next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I want to thank uh, Kelly, who commented on the Facebook Live video of our opening break, saying, congratulations on the weight loss, buddy. You look great. I appreciate that. I do got to tell you, over the last couple of days, I was sick, and I was just eating stuff. I didn't care. I was like, dude, I'm eating this. I'm eating this. And dude, my mom actually, yeah, she called me the other day. She was like, how are you feeling? I said, not great. And uh, I said, you know, I always give you grief on the show all the time about not cooking enough when I was a kid, and you really didn't. But my mom does make, honestly, the best chicken noodle soup ever. She actually makes two different kinds. She makes chicken noodle soup. She also makes like a beef noodle soup, and they're both amazing. And I said to her on the phone, I said, no matter how old you get, when you're sick, you just want your mom. I said, I know that's not a manly thing to say. I said, but I'm sick and I don't have it. Nobody lives here. I was like, and I just want my mom. And my mom went to Grubhub without me knowing it and had a bunch of chicken noodle soup sent to my house. Really? The woman like presses the buzzer and I go and I'm like, I have to find pants. Like I'm running around my apartment. Like who the hell's at my house? And I open the door and there's like a woman holding on this food. And she was like, um, did you order all this food? And I was like, no. She goes, <laughs> you're in apartment A1, right? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, she goes, Suzanne, or I was like, my mother? And the woman just looked at me like, you have gray hair, and yet your mom is still like doing that whole thing. And I was, I, I, I just thought it was like the nicest thing ever. So she did. And I ended up finding out through that that dude, Bob Evans, has really good chicken noodle soup. Very sweet of her. Bob Evans does have good soup. Um, very sweet of good. her. I'm surprised that your mom was able to grub hub across the country. I'm well, surprised. I, like, did someone help her? Well, I, I'm pretty sure this is one of those things where like she'll order food for my niece a lot. Okay. When she's at home and okay. things like that. And so I think my mom has had to be pretty savvy in the ways of that because okay. she's taking care of a 12-year-old a lot. And so I, I, I think that's the way it was. I was surprised by that, too. And I, I felt bad when the woman left. I was like, was my mom smart enough to tip on the card? Like, who knows? I didn't have any cash in the house. But I, I didn't even know we had Grubhub. I yeah. like I didn't even know. I thought all we had was Uber Eats. So I had I actually downloaded that app again yesterday, and then I reordered it. I had it sent to my house again. I um don't get me wrong, delivering food is great, but there's something about those things where I'm just like, dude, get in the car and drive. Just go pick up your own food. Like there, I, I don't know what it is about me that makes me say that because I'm not like anti like well you know bringing convenience people. at all. But like there's something about it that's just like, dude, if you are a delivery service, Jimmy John's, Pizza Hut, where you have higher drivers, I'm like, oh. Okay, Jimmy John's, bring me a sandwich. That's cool. Well, that's, I don't know. That's I don't, a weird distinction. I, I, I don't know why when Uber Eats gets involved by somebody else, I'm like, eh, I don't See, like that. I wish, and I think Grubhub does, Uber Eats has not as of yet. But what I want them to do is actually pick up the rest of the pizza places as clientele. Because none of those pizza places will deliver to me. Uh, I got one place that will deliver downtown. Everybody uh, else is scared to death of downtown. 
So if, if, if they would get on board and go be able to get me pizza from other places I would rather have, or, you know, and not rather, but sometimes you just a like difference. a little variety, whatever. Yeah, exactly right. So um, I, Deb was pleasantly surprised by me to find that we had uh, the Grubhub, and I added it. I have the app now, and I ordered it yesterday. It was awesome. Shout out to Mama Stansberry. Right yeah, no, there. she got it done. She, she nailed it. Done. Yeah, she, uh, she totally did. So Terrell Owens, former uh, wide receiver and wants to be a future wide receiver, 44, thinks he can play in the league still. Let's 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 slow down. XFL maybe. Let's slow down. He says no, says he won't do it. Says XFL no, says Canadian Football League, screw that. I got NFL talent. I'm doing it. If you've been to the highest of highs, dude, what are you doing? Are you going on the XFL? You ain't doing that. Come Hard to on go now. back to shirts and skins once you've been yeah. in the NBA. I would agree Come with that. I, but I think he has to temper his expectations. But he did look back at game one of the NBA finals. They were asking him, kind of talk about that that big mishap with JR at the end of the game and that whole thing. By the way, game three tonight, we're in Cleveland. Cavs are four and a half dogs on their own court. They're getting four and a half. Um, I don't know if I feel comfortable betting it. I, I I don't know if I will bet it or not. I have not made, laid the bet yet. I might later. Who knows? But Terrell Owens was asked about Game One. Now we all know the Jr. thing, right? He, you know right. he went, you know, was running the wrong way. Should have put the ball back up. Maybe called the timeout. Whatever. There's a million things, right? And now we've all seen the extended footage of LeBron going back to the sideline in the huddle and all that afterwards, and he's kind of sulking. And there's like a two minute video, and it looks bad. It really does. And Terrell Owens was like, you know what? This is why LeBron gets knocked right here. This is why people have a hard time putting him past Jordan, putting him past even like Kobe. Some people, although I think he's well past Kobe, if you ask me, I think he's taking Kobe completely out of the conversation. But that's my opinion. But Terrell was like, this is exactly why LeBron gets knocked right here. He was like, dude, do you think Michael or Kobe would have sulked on the sideline after that happened? No. They would have gotten JR's face. They would have screamed and said, look at what happened here. And then he would have got you guys together. And then they would have said, look, we got three minutes. We're going to go out there. I'm going to put this game on my back and we're going to win. He's like, LeBron got beat. He got defeated and was not able to compete in overtime. He's like, I'm sorry, dude. He doesn't have that killer instinct that Michael had. How much of this is revisionist history where it was like Skip Bayless, Michael Jordan's never been tired in his entire life. And then you go back and it's like, well, dude, you wrote an article about Michael Jordan being tired. I would agree that there is definitely an angle of that. And I think that it is very easy to nitpick these days because everything, like, we wouldn't have even had that fourth camera angle on Michael. We would never would have seen it. We, yeah, we, we never would have been able to look at it. We, nobody would have ever shown it to you. They probably weren't even filming that many angles of the NBA court back then. I mean, you got to realize how far technology has really come. Plus, a lot of this stuff is also being yanked off of people's cell phones and things like that. And we definitely didn't have that. But I don't want to knock them. And I definitely don't want to go back two games to do it. But there is a little bit of a legitimate argument here, bro, where you are the leader. Like, if you go to hands in your head and, oh, my God, it's over, then what are the rest of the troops who really have no business being in the NBA Finals supposed to do? I mean, if, 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 if you're trying to make the point of, or Terrell Owens is trying to make the point of that LeBron is not infallible... Sure, dude. I mean, like the guy makes, <laughs> okay. the, you know what I mean? All like, right. I'm not going to argue with that. But I mean, do you view this as falling down on his job right there? 
I, I do I view it? I mean, they lost the game, so yes, I view that as falling down on your job. Well, yes, I mean, like, but but if that's if that's the pass fail of professional athletes of professional sports, is did you win or lose the win game? Loss. Is did you win, did you win or lose the game? Yes, you failed right there. Um, am, am I going to am I going to hold that against LeBron in the greater scheme of things? Does it, does that does that pull pull my opinion of him? No, it doesn't. I don't think win loss is, is is really the thing. It's how you go about it, and I would say. He melted down. He he, the, the, like when you really think about it, he did. Like he allowed that Jr. situation to completely take him out, and and he, and his attitude, I do believe, like rang through the rest of the team, and there's no doubt about it. And I do think that there is a legitimate argument to. I don't think that's who Michael was. Now again, did the guy get tired? And yes, and do we revision his history, Michael Jordan, for sure. And but I do believe there was a little bit more of I don't care what the situation is I'm rising to it in Michael and even in Kobe LeBron has been kind of been this guy he's kind of been this guy where it's like dude stuff kind of gets to him he is what people have said he is where he is the epitome of the millennial athlete where it's no longer like you just you do no matter what it is to get it done where he allows them the situation to be an excuse for why things don't go as well as they should I. I, I, I thought it was a little unfair yesterday when I saw it on TV, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, well, dude, they're kind of right. Like, at the end of the day, dude, be mad, but then pull JR to the sideline and be like, look, bro, now here's what we got to do, and then put the game on your back. And I already, I think he's better than Michael, and I, I think if I could have the NBA skills of either guy, I would rather have LeBron's skills. I think LeBron could play all five positions. I don't think Michael could do that. I don't think Michael could guard all five positions, and I believe LeBron can. Um, so I, I, I think I do, I have already put LeBron past Michael and I will do it when he leaves this summer. I know everybody says, you'll change your tune when he leaves the Cavs. No, I won't. I've been telling you for a year he's going to leave the Cavs. So I already know that's what's going to happen. So my opinion will not change. But there is a legitimate argument here, man, where it's like, dude, you didn't lose the game in that moment. You're just going to overtime. You didn't lose, but yet you got defeated in your head and you ended up laying down. There's a legitimate argument in there, and I also think that's why you're four-and-a-half-point dogs on your own court. I think they get run out of the gym tonight, and that's why I haven't bet it yet. I think they lose tonight, and I think it's really, really ugly, and then I think, honestly, the series is probably over in four. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We are going to do New Tour Tuesday. We're going to do it today being Wednesday. That will be at 9 o'clock. You're getting new Weezer, new Florida Georgia Line, new Allison Chains, and also locally Nate Lupai, who will be at Blues Fest this weekend. His song, That's the Way Life Goes. That's a good New Tour Tuesday right there, dude. That's a good lineup. I enjoy it. New Tour Wednesday. I like it too. New Tour every day. I don't care. (laughs) Exactly right. There is a disturbing video at WRQK.com in the Stansbury Show section that I think people here might want to see. All right. Apparently, um, a guy who used to play for Perry and then went on to be an Ohio State Buckeye, mm-hmm. Kirk Barton. Actually, I believe he was drafted by the Chicago Bears, yeah. played a few years there. Yeah. Had been asked to leave a bar because he was a little hammered. They actually called him a taxi and everything was fine. He was in the taxi. And they were having trouble figuring out his address. Like the taxi driver just wanted to know where to take this drunk dude. Yeah, you got to know that. That's you can't just be driving around with, with a drunk dude in your car. So then cops end up having to be, you know, brought into this situation, trying to figure out where the hell to take this guy. And 
instead of just finding his ID or telling people where to take him, he decides to assault the police officers. This video, honestly, it's a little jarring. They end up pulling the tasers out. You can see that WRQK.com, former Perry football player there, not doing things the way he should be doing. And obviously a giant man, too. You know what I mean? Like Just just a huge, huge man. And it's got to be tough. Like, what do do we do? (laughs) What do we do with this Yeah, because those dudes are big, and they're used to pushing people around. I mean, that's what they do. That's what they do. Another uh, situation I saw for Canton, Ohio here, where apparently, dude— the, the city council or whoever it is made it just about impossible for Airbnb to be up and operational in Canton, Ohio. I yeah. guess they've uh, zoned it for our four areas only, which is multi-residential. I don't know what would qualify for multi-residential, but they're basically making it almost impossible for Canton to be a city that can host Airbnb. I, I'm going to assume there's some people out there who don't know what Airbnb you is. You know what? That's a fair point. So what Airbnb is, is... Um, it's an app for your phone, and people can rent out their homes. They can rent out the entire home. They can rent out a room in their home. It can be done two ways. You can either rent out the entire place and the people who own the house are not there, or you can do what I did my first year being down here, and I did it for Hall of Fame weekend, where I rented a room inside somebody's home and a floor of their home, and they still were there. They just stayed all the way up on the third floor, and I had the entire first floor. Um, I've only used Airbnb twice. I believe um, I would never do it again with the people staying in the house. I just feel like if you're going to spend that kind of money to still feel like you're like staying the weekend at your grandparents' house and still feel like you have to tiptoe around stuff is, is awkward. Yeah, where at least like if you get a hotel room, dude, you can I own it. Yeah, I mean it's yours. You can be, days, a, you yeah. be be a degenerate all you want to, but like there is something about like I remember. When you when you stayed at that house, I went over there and I think I dropped you off or something yeah, like did. that. When it went and saw it, and there was a little bit of like, what? But what are those people doing right here? Right. <laughs> like, why why are those people still exactly in here? Right. So yeah, that that was uncomfortable. I can remember that being uncomfortable. That night, I mean, I took a date to the game, and we went back to the house, and I obviously wanted to have sex with my date. Right. You know what I mean? And. We were in the bed, and I was just like, I don't feel right about this. Like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. And there was a little bit of performance anxiety that kind of happened. Sure, sure. And, like, we ended up, well, you know, whatever. I'm not going to get into all that. But, like, I didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, you don't, number one, you don't want to... wake up the other people. I mean, it's like having sex at your parents' house where it's like, shh, be quiet. Um, And number two, there's a little bit of me that's like, I don't want to have sex in this bed because it's like, this is your bed. Like, I'm going to have to see you tomorrow and I know you're going to have to clean these sheets eventually. And it's like, dude, that's kind of, you know. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wouldn't recommend it that way at all. No, I now I have done it another time where I just, I got the entire house. And that, I it was much, much better, right? I don't know where to come down on this. Because if I'm a homeowner, which I'm not, but if I were, I could understand, like, not wanting my neighbor to rent out their house to just anybody from the internet. Um, I get, like, right? Like, you do, you're paying your mortgage. You yeah. live there, your home value. Now, all of a sudden, I mean, dude, there's been plenty of stories throughout the country where people rent Airbnbs to, like, throw porno shoots, to throw just, like, wild parties, to do all this kind of stuff. I can understand a homeowner going, dude, I spent $200,000 on this house, now I got to deal with this? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I can also understand the perspective of a homeowner saying, I spent $200,000 on this I house. Make someone smart. I can do whatever I want totally with this house. Too. This is my house. Totally I do what I want. That. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I ha- I, I don't really have, and I always say this, like what, like, what a weird thing to do on the radio to not right. have a staunch opinion on. But, like, I understand that, too, because if, like, let's say, you know, you and your wife both lost your job this year. Right. What are you supposed to do? Not run out of room and make some money? Right, right. And you know I mean, I mean? You, I can, you, can, you can make a pretty significant amount of money, too. I mean, if you're renting out your house, you're going to rent it for just as much as a hotel room. So if we're talking about 200 bucks plus per night, and you do that two weekends out of the month, there all of a sudden your mortgage is paid. You know what I mean? Exactly. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, dude, maybe this is worth it for us. We'll go stay with your mother for the, for this weekend, for the th- first and third weekend, and all of a sudden our mortgage is paid. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fault you for wanting to do that. I understand the neighbor being annoyed about it. I understand why the homeowner would want to do it. Now, like thinking about staying in an Airbnb, I'll tell you another thing I don't love about it is now there's no guarantee this won't happen to you in a hotel either because you just don't know. It's all you know. At the end of the day, it's human beings on the staff of the hotel, so you right. just don't know. But at an Airbnb, I would believe. I would imagine. I may be speaking way out of turn here. But that homeowner has a right to film anything in that house they want. I don't know what the actual rule would be there, but here's Ah, what I'll tell you. Screw the rule. They're going to be doing it anyway. Where when I go into a hotel room, I don't necessarily think for sure I'm on video in here. Where if I rented somebody's house, I would be like... Yeah, dude. Like this. Look at this house. It's really nice. Obviously, I'm. They're recording me somewhere. In yeah, there. but there's only two people that own that house. There's 200 people that work at that hotel. You know what I'm saying? And they've all got access into those rooms. And honestly, you could get to a maid staff of a hotel yeah. and payer for people who want videos like that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe. I, I, I guess. I mean, okay. So these are all reasons of why you or I feel like it would or would not be appropriate to rent out our own homes or use homes as rentals for Airbnb. Okay. And I certainly looking at it from the perspective of a homeowner, I can't trust somebody else in my house for three days alone. That seems a- idiotic to me. It's like a rental car. You know, they're not going to care about it the way they do there. It just seems like bad, bad business there. But what is city council? What's their take here? What's their like, well, this is why you guys can't do this. It can't just be like, well, maybe your neighbors won't like it. No, you know what's weird is that I read the article in the repository and they're, they never gave like a real reason. Now, I'm not blaming the rep there. I'm saying, like, nobody's able to tell me, like, what their objections really are. I would imagine it's what I have first said, is that your neighbors have serious concerns about just riffraff being in your neighborhood. I mean, dude, look, if you lived in the Avondale neighborhood here, which seems to be, like, one of the nicer neighborhoods in North Canton, like, if you live there... And dude, those houses are massive, right? And so people are just Airbnb in those. And now, like some Florida trash comes up for the, for the Hall of Fame induction, and dude, they're just living next to you. I, I dude, I get, I get it. I would get it. Well, I mean, that's really what I think we're starting to is going to be a problem here. Is that like, I mean, if you're trying to turn Canton and certainly the Hall of Fame into a true to the heart tourist destination, the Disney World of football, you can see why it's like, man, this is going to be a lucrative business. So for City Council to cut this off, I think a part of what they're doing there is they're trying to make it more lucrative for hotels because it's like the hotels are here man they're here they're paying their taxes they're you know what i'm saying like there's there's i mean they just built that real nice one next to us there's a brick and mortar right there there's yeah. a building right there and, all year and and, and and much like i think the same gripe that taxi cabs have made against uber drivers where it's like you know we have uh, we have to take forth all this cost initially and we have to do all these things i think that's the same thing that they're doing for hotels here is they're trying to like kind of cater to them and i don't know if that's the best idea or not 
it's adapt or die. You know what I mean? It's like it's one of those things. And um, I, like, so I understand your point. But like I said, if I was a homeowner, I, I I would not want my neighbor just renting out their. I mean, the first thing you do when you go buy a house is ask the realtor who lives next door to me. I don't want. As a homeowner, I don't want my neighbors doing this, but as a homeowner, I want to be able to do this. <laughs> it's totally weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, so who are you to tell me no? I don't know who's right. So ultimately, what what I would say there, if I don't know who's really right at the end of the day, then you don't have a reason to shut down Airbnb. Then you got to let it move forward. You can't just live in fear. You know what I mean? So you have to let Airbnb move forward. LeBron James says no matter what happens, nobody's going to the White House. We'll play you his audio next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, it's Stansberry. Obviously, I am a Stark County resident. I am also a CSE Federal Credit Union member. And right now, all auto loans that are closed in May and June at CSE, you can choose between 90 days of no payments, cash back up to $250, or you could lower your overall rate. With CSE, you can also e-sign your loan paperwork from the dealer, your house, or wherever you happen to be. They're going to send it over via email so you can electronically sign it. And if you do your application online with CSE, you'll never have to step foot inside the brand. 90 days, no payments means first payment due 90 days after loan closing. Finance charges accrue as of disbursement date. Cashback is valued at 1% of new funds dispersed, maximum $250. Rate discount is half a percent off the standard qualifying rate. All loans subject to approval. Program rates and terms are subject to change without notice. Other restrictions apply. Federally insured by NCUA. Yo, guys, it is Fantone from the Stansberry Show telling you about Honor Fighting Championship. It is America's fastest-growing MMA promotion, their next event, June 30th at the Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Featuring local and professional fights, Honor Fighting Championship, they give you the ultimate MMA experience. Tickets are still available, including ringside seats, but they are going quick. Don't get shut out of this event. Go get your tickets right now. They are available to you at HonorFightingChampionship.com. 6 9 Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. We'll be doing New Tour Tuesday on Wednesday. We were out yesterday. You're getting new Weezer, new Florida Georgia Line, new Allison Chains, and locally, Nate Lupai, who will be at Blues Fest this weekend. We'll play you all of those. Hard to believe Blues Fest coming up already, man. I know. I know. Hall of Fame weekend will be here before you know it. Then next thing you know, so will snow. Yeah, dude, I was going to say, back to school <laughs> stuff's coming out next. All of a sudden, dude, you see the Halloween costumes. It's over, people. Summertime. Hope you had a good one. Dude, it's been super rainy, too. Like, I just feel like we have been a little unlucky with the weather recently. So I would assume by now most of you have heard that uh, the president has disinvited the Philadelphia Eagles from their White House visit after winning the championship. Uh, I guess a lot of the players said, look, we're not going. We're not going to go. And so, like, this is like a showdown. And then Trump said, well, you know, dude, if, 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 dude, if a bunch of them don't want to go, then you know what? I'm disinviting you. Now, I know there's an argument to be made. Like, you can't disinvite somebody, for, you know, from something that they don't want to go to. But there were players who did want to go. And now they're not going to get to. Now, yeah. We're obviously going to have to talk about this a couple of different times today. This is like the big story today. Um, but I kind of want to, in this particular part of it, focus on what LeBron James had to say about it. Because, of okay. course, they asked him about it. He uh, went to the podium for media availability, and they asked him, and here's what LeBron had to say. Uh, well, I just actually just found out about it when I was walking up to the podium. I didn't really digest it enough, but um, it's typical of him. I mean, I'm not surprised. Um um, it's you know typical of them, and um, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know no matter who wins this series, no one's no one wants to invite anyway. So it won't be Golden State or Cleveland going. 
Probably Golden State. <laughs> any, any thoughts on the Fair. stand the black players made? Um, well, I mean, listen, we have a, we have a lot of freedom um, in our country, and um, guys, um, men or female, um, have the right to do what they want to do. Um, you know, in a very um, respectful manner, and uh, I think if they decided they don't want to go, then they have the right. I think as long as he's in office, then um, the communication and things like that is going to continue to happen. Um, you know, you, it's, a, it's a lot of things that we believe in as Americans that uh, we don't feel, you know, that he's for. Um, um, you know, it's a lot of people that believe that, um, you know, that he's not for the people or you know, doing things that's right by the people. Um, so. Um, that's not surprising, um, you know, hearing the news today with the Eagles. Um, but I think more importantly, we shouldn't, um, you know, as Americans and, and, and you know, people, especially people in Philadelphia, shouldn't let, you know, that news take away from what that um, unbelievable team did and accomplished, um, what all those players did to sacrifice throughout each and every Sunday, you know, going on playing, you know, the style of football that they played and, you know, winning a Super Bowl the way they want it. Um, you know, let's not let um, that accomplishment, um, things that you will, um, you know, have for the rest of your life. People will always call you a champion for the rest of your life. Let's not let, um, um, you know, someone uninviting you to their house um, take away from that moment. And I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Like, at, at the end of the day, dude, you did win a Super Bowl and you should be proud of that. Now, I want to address a couple of things here. Um, first, I saw a lot of people in comment sections of news articles about this story going, I didn't realize LeBron James spoke for both teams because you're just looking to knock LeBron James down. Well, he's not really speaking for the Golden State Warriors. I believe they already did this the last time they won a title, and they right. used the opportunity to like hang out with kids in the area and took kids around and did some sightseeing with them, which ultimately... I kind of like even more than the White House visit. Um, and Steph came out and said he agrees. Yeah, so. I mean, obviously. I think LeBron kind of knew. He hangs out with these guys. He knows these guys. I think he knows the temperature of these NBA teams a little bit. So I don't think it was crazy for him to say what he had said. Um, I would be curious to know whether or not if the Cavaliers were able to yank this out, pull this out, if there are players on the team who would like to go, who would feel like they can't go because of what LeBron James is going to feel about it, because then I think I got a problem with that. Now, I think it's time that we understand that we are an evolutionary creature, right? That that's what happens. Evolution happens. We evolve over time. And I think it's time for us to understand that we have shifted and that our opinion on the country is different now where it used to just be, this was just a photo op and it was just good. And it like made people feel good about the country. Look, there's the best football players in the world hanging out with the most powerful person in the land. And there's a photo of it and it felt good. And it was like a pride in America photo. Right. And that's not where we are anymore. It's just not. Everything is so polit- I don't believe it was a political thing back in the day. It was just like, well, yeah, I mean, the president kind of, you know, acknowledges the best basketball team in the world. But everything is over politicized now. So I'm at the point now where just stop doing it. It's no longer just a photo op. It's now a statement on everything. Do you believe that football players in the 1960s, 70s and 80s felt like they had to like like that if they went and stood next to Reagan or whoever, that that meant that they agree with everything that president says? No. But for some reason now, 
and the media is to blame, you are then put in this box if you were willing to be standing next to somebody who thinks differently politically than you do. Now, it should be pointed out, this same media used to crucify players who wouldn't do this with Obama. There was an NHL player, they crucified, ESPN crucified this NHL player who wouldn't go to Barack Obama's White House. Crucified him. And honestly, dude, had the dude got the guy blackballed by a lot of stuff. And now the same media now is fawning over these guys who won't do it. Past athletes um, who did not attend include Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, James Harrison, Manny Ramirez, Tom Brady. Obviously, we've talked about that yeah. in the past. Albert Pujols. So, I mean, this isn't this isn't like a brand new thing. I agree with you on this point. Just just to make that clear, I can't think of a president that I'm not going to give given the opportunity that I'm not going to meet that includes the current president, dude. At the end of the day, it's more about the office than it is about the man to me. So it's like me, Matt Fantone, of course I'm going to take that opportunity given it. Of course I am. That's how I feel. I feel that like if you're a pro athlete though, you've lived a different life than Matt Fantone has, and if you, Tom Brady, decide, you know what, dude, I don't care that much about meeting the president. Go with you, dude. I mean, like, I don't agree with you, but yeah. you do what you want with your life. It just, it, dude, it's one of these things where it, like, rings so loud. It's like, dude, just go do it and be done with it. Or let's just admit that we no longer will accept pomp and circumstance over these things and that we bitch too much about everything and let's just stop doing it. But there's a little bit of, like, the, the only reason this is happening is because we hate the president. So I'm going to give you a quote from a previous president that I believe if Donald Trump said we would be laughing at him and calling him a moron and be like, what a stupid idiot. And this president was revered. People love this guy. This is He's widely considered to be a pretty good president. And he once said, after a Supreme, after a Supreme Court decision on prayer in school, said, I think we have to respect Supreme Court rulings whether we agree with them or not. Imagine Donald Trump coming out and saying that and you disagreeing with the Supreme Court ruling. You would call him a buffoon. Yet JFK, you think he's one of the best presidents ever. You see what I'm saying? These guys have always been empty shirts who don't say who say stuff that at the end of the day isn't really right. Could you imagine Donald Trump going to a podium today and saying, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country? You'd be like, he's racist because he's telling you that you shouldn't ask for your, you know, your WIC card. We would demonize the crap out of this dude for statements like that. But yet JFK, awesome. Clear room off around Mushmore. Get his face up there. You see what I'm saying? It's not necessarily the presidency that's changed. It's our opinion has changed. It used to be, dude, you were you were not an American to, like, demonize. You could question, yes. You could disagree, yes. But this just throwing dirt in faces of, now you could, who did what? Chicken or egg? Who came first? Did, did the president, like, kind of ruin this and, like, or, you know, whatever. Do you view not showing up as disrespectful? I do. Okay. I do. I think if you were offered an audience with the president, the most powerful person in the country, that you do it. That you just do it. I think Tom Brady was wrong. I think LeBron's wrong. I think the Golden State Warriors are wrong. I think the Eagles are way wrong. I think you do it. I don't understand why this is so hard. Shaking hands with somebody and taking a photo with them does not say, I agree with everything that's happening here. More so, I think you're an idiot if you think anyone agrees with, every, with anyone 100% of the time on anything. 
that makes you a moron if you think that that's what the way people should think. Essentially, what you're asking is for groupthink, which is the last thing I want. But again, dude, if Trump had said the same kind of things that JFK said, you would look at him like he was a moron. But you look back at JFK like that was a good president because you agreed with what he was doing, not necessarily what he was saying. After school prayer struck down in this country, JFK went on TV and told the country, support it whether you agree with it or not. Right now, the media would be telling you, Donald Trump's telling you to agree with him no matter what happens, telling you to agree with the government no matter what happens. Oh my God, big brother. Oh my God, it's happening. You'd be whining and crying all over the country, you bunch of cowards. They've always been empty shirts who don't really have anything to say from the beginning of time, bro. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're also online at WRQK.com. I'm being asked to put in context my JFK analogy because essentially he was saying that you can't force people to pray in school because it's against your First Amendment right. I, 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 I won't disagree with that. But at the end of the day, the verbiage is support this decision whether you agree with it or not. And if Donald Trump was to tell you to do that, you would have a problem with it. And yet we look back at JFK like he was a great leader. I think it's much like the Michael Jordan LeBron thing. We look back at Michael Jordan with revisionist history, and I think we do this with presidents too because we weren't there. And you had 30-second clips, and they, they, were, they seemed like they were so far above the rest of us, and now the president's office has been demystified. And so now we just think everybody who does this stuff is an idiot. That's all I was saying. Is that at the end of the day, dude, you have been led by the same kind of people you've been led, that you're being led by now. At the end of the day, dude, nobody is any more better or worse or this and that. And we just showed up. We shook the president's hand. We didn't necessarily agree with everything he said, but we took the photo op and we left. That was essentially my point. Do I believe JFK was probably a better hearted person than the, than the person who's leading the country right now? Yes, I would say that. I would say that. But telling me I don't have context of that situation is crazy. He went on TV and said, look, I know you don't agree with this, but I think it's important for Americans to, su to support the Supreme Court, whether you agree with them or not. And if the current president said that to you, you would have a huge problem with it. No matter what the context of the situation was, you would. We treat these things differently now than we used to. We just did. Back then, people looked in their living room and went, all right, you know what, at the end of the day, he's the president, he's probably right. Where now, dude, we question more. Now, I'm not saying that's worse. I'm just saying we treat these things very, very differently than we used to. That's all. That's it. I'm not on, although I am on Trump's side, I would have disinvited the Eagles too. At the end of the day, dude, you don't want to come, fine. Then I'm canceling the event. I would have canceled the event too. I'm with Trump on this one. I really am. Is there an amount of people that have to be there if one person doesn't show up? Is that? All right. Well, that's an interesting thing because it is different then. It, it, that, that is an interesting examination. I think this one, I would have canceled this one because they were trying to make a huge statement. If a guy's not coming because he's sick or he's having a baby or whatever, that's different. If, an, if a huge, I don't want to say huge, if a section of the team is trying to make a statement and that is going to overtake what this event is, then I'm not allowing that to happen on my grounds. I'm not doing that. Then I'm, then I'm canceling the event. And it's not really a people. You can't disinvite people from what they don't want to do. Well, first of all, dude, 80 players RSVP'd. So a lot of them wanted to go. At the end of the day, he's canceling an event. 80 players RSVP? That's what I heard. 
That's what I heard. Isn't it fifty-four man roster? Well, I guess there's. Uh, well, I guess it's like the coaching staff and uh, things like that. It was nine guys didn't want to go to this. That was it. The rest of the team was perfectly okay with it. So nine guys don't want to go to this, and you cancel the whole thing. Well, again, because dude, we live in a twenty-four-seven media cycle now, and so what's the story going to be? The story's going to be the nine guys. So why would you allow the rest of the team to show up and then do this and have the media focus on the nine guys? At the end of the day, dude, he did what he needed to do, which was cancel the event. I'm with the president. I really am. Now, I'm not, I, would I vote for him tomorrow? Probably not. But can I be with him on issue to issue? Absolutely I can. And I'm with him on this one. I really am. At the end of the day, dude, if you win a championship and you're asked to meet the president, you just go. Shake his hand, take the photo, give America the picture that they want, and then move forward. Why does it got to be like, I agree with everything this guy says because I'm in this photo. That's ridiculous. That's like saying Fantone shouldn't show up to work tomorrow because he's not going to agree with everything I have to say. I just, dude, I have never seen groupthink want to be forced on people this much in my life. If you're an individual at all anymore, dude, you were shouted down. But if you are an individual here, one of these nine individuals that don't want to go, you're saying just stop thinking what you're thinking and just go. No, I'm saying think what you think, but you go. I, I don't understand why it's a problem. I really can't. I can't figure this out. I can't figure it out. Now, I like what the Golden State Warriors did. I like the fact that they were like, you know what? We're going to use this in a completely different way. We're going to change what happens here. We're going to go take kids, and we're going to go do fun things with kids. I think that's a better way for championship teams to spend their time. Do you have issue with the way that this was presented, that the Eagles were a part of the kneeling during the national anthem? Yeah, I thought it was really weird for Fox News to do that. I, I And I'm calling them out specifically because I did not see another media outlet do it. It does not mean that other media outlets weren't doing it. I just only saw it at one place. They were showing players what they were praying on the field, and they presented yeah. it as kneeling. Yeah, that's wrong. At the end of the day, you cannot lie to fit your narrative. I'm saying more so the president kind of presented this yesterday on Twitter as like, this is a continuation of the national anthem protest is that is it disrespectful for the uh, to the military for these players to not go is it is it is it all kind of in the same vein here mm, it's more similar than it is not but i don't necessarily want to go that far with it yeah i just feel like that was the stretch yesterday where it was like well this is just a continuation and it's like no i i, I don't think that's that's fair at all especially when you consider that zero eagles over the course of the regular and postseason this past season kneeled during the national anthem zero of them did so to put that on on them and to, as a continuation, it just it didn't make sense to well, me. Well, not only that, like didn't Chris Long, like an Eagle player, donate his entire salary to charity? Like, mm-hmm. there's good dudes on this team, and there are guys who want, you know, uh, that want to see social progress, and so do we. By the way, I'm not anti-progress. You know what I mean? And I believe, and I've said from the beginning that what some of these players are kneeling about is a legitimate thing. There is inequality in this country, but I agree with the president that if. If we're going to do the national anthem and you're going to be out on the field, then you stand up. And I don't see why it's that hard. I really don't. All those dudes did. I know. I'm just saying I agree with his stance on this. And he's going to double down, and he's saying, you know, staying in the locker room is the same thing as kneeling. And you know what? It is. It is. It's still It's still giving the media a story that is bringing attention to it. And yet, and this is why my, this has always been my problem with it. We don't talk about the issue. We talk about people, what they're doing because of the issue. You think, so you think staying in the back, same, same disrespect to the military as kneeling? I think so, yeah. Wow. I, I, do, I do not. I disagree there. I, I think it's the same exact thing. I think if you're refusing to come out of the tunnel, it's because I, I, I feel like it's a little bit of a slap in the face of the country. And I agree that there's inequality 
in this issue in this country. I just don't understand why it's got to be this three minutes. And you know why? And I do know why it's got to be this three minutes because you know you're going to piss people off, which is ultimately really what you want. You're not interested in being an instrument of change. You want to make people mad because you want to be able to call them racist once they're mad. It's totally, it's, it, it's, to, it's, this is like a thirst trap on Instagram. A girl posts her boobs, dudes are like, man, you're hot, and then they call them thirsty. It, it, it's, it's the same exact thing. You're baiting people into being angry with you, and then you, because you want to call them racist when they're angry with you. At the, and then let's address this too. The only reason the NFL cares because they took money from the Department of Defense. Yeah, but they did take the money. So at the end of the day, you have to protect it. You took the money. They're in business. The, the NFL wrapped itself around the flag and the patriotism of this country. It's one of the reasons, by the way, the NFL is the most popular league in this country. Because they did wrap themselves around conservative, traditional values, government, you know what I mean, patriotism. They did. Because they knew it was smart. They knew it was smart business. And at the end of the day, they did take the money from the Department of Defense. So you have to protect that money. I'm perfectly okay with it. I am perfectly okay with it. And like I said to you last week, do these players just think $32 million a year salaries fall out of the sky? They, of course, do not. It's advertisers. It's third-party money. And people have a right to be upset about what you're doing. I agree that there's inequality in this country, but you're doing this because you know you're going to make people angry. And once they're angry, now you have what you really want, which is the ability to call them racist. You're not looking to change anything. You're looking to scream at people just like they're looking to scream at you. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Ladies and gentlemen, the President of the United States. My fellow Americans, last night when I spoke with you about the fall of Rome, I knew at that moment that troops of the United States and our allies were crossing the channel in another and greater operation. It has come to pass with success thus far. And so, in this poignant hour, I ask you to join with me in prayer. There's uh, FDR addressing the nation about, obviously, D-Day, which is uh, today, June the 6th. Um, not much to say on that uh, other than I want to thank everybody who has served this country, um, who is currently serving this country. Uh, we appreciate it. I always say um, you have a uh, you have a fabric in you that I do not. And um, I, I almost feel guilty saying that there, there was a time when I was young enough in this country to, to enter the military. And I felt, um, this feels very weird to say, lucky the, over the fact that I didn't have to do that. And um, I try to be as appreciative to people who have served this country as much as I possibly can. My father was a Vietnam uh, War veteran. Um, it did not affect him the way it did a lot of other uh, men and women who have served and came home. He felt very lucky on that. Uh, and I felt very lucky of that, to have a father who was like fully there and what didn't have like a lot of mental issues over what happened uh, in the war. And so I, I find myself trying to be as appreciative to uh, you know, servicemen and women as much as I possibly can. Um, WW2 um, obviously has held kind of a special place in America's like heart and pop culture for some reason or another. I think a lot of us like look back as like a lot of movies, a lot of video games, a lot of a lot of you know what I'm saying, like a lot of media. It sticks with us. 
there's something about that war that very much, you know, you know why? it rings with America. It was, it was very much good versus evil. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of Americans lose perspective of what World War II and really what World War I is. That's a very forgotten war at this point. But like, Oh, I would agree on that. I, I, I think a lot of people, you know, kind of lose perspective on like how grand it was and how big it was and how, you know, when it was when it was a world war. I know a lot of people are like, well, it was just Americans versus Germans and that's all it was. And it's like, no, dude, no. this was a world war, like literally battles going on on continents across the across the earth there um and you know obviously i i i you know having never been in a situation like that you can only look at those medias and you can only look at those movies and the thing that always strikes me when we talk d-day when you talk normandy when you talk that invasion is saving private ryan yeah. and that opening scene i can remember seeing that in theaters and god i was probably it's like brutal i mean i was probably 16 17 years old like barely yeah. allowed to go see rated r movies at that point and i can just remember like the the sounds of it and the the intensity of it and then i was like dude you're in a movie theater bro like right. there there were kids your age jumping off of these boats getting shot at you're sitting here in a movie theater was that the movie where they show them showing i i can't remember i've seen so many you know world war ii movies that's the movie where they show them and they actually show the guy peeing in his pants right out of the gate yep. yeah it, that's how the movie starts is they're they're on those amphibian vehicles going yeah. into the beaches of normandy which right i there. felt like was i mean that really drove that home because I think, even, dude, even the bravest person alive would feel that way going into that situation. What is the best World War II movie, do you think? I'm going to go with Saving Private Ryan. I really think, at least for me, that encaptured everything and gave it the sincerity and like the serious nature that it kind of deserved there. I would agree that's probably the best cinematic um, uh, you know, version of that we have. There's another World War II movie that I absolutely loved. It was called Enemy at the Gates. And it was all about a, um, a a Russian sharpshooter, and that movie was fantastic. If you've if you've never seen that, uh, Enemy at the Gates is a movie I would one hundred percent recommend. We will get into the third hour and Miss America screwing it up. That's next on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. The Stansberry Show. I have got get in on this rock 1069 yo guys fantone from the stansberry show in summertime it is officially upon us and let me tell you something no matter what you have planned for this summer whether it's going camping going out on the beach maybe out on the boat going swimming whatever you want to do for summertime fun it is going to be a lot easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts which is why i want you to talk to the good people at the roholt vision institute they're the people who did my lasik surgery two years ago man and i am still seeing 2020 crystal clear you could be doing the same now if you've been thinking about about LASIK surgery, I know you have a ton of questions, which is why they have so much information available to you at RollHoltVision.com. You can check out the financing options, take the self-evaluation test, see if you're a good candidate for LASIK, find out everything you need to know. I repeat that website. Go visit it today. It is RollHoltVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Online for you at WRQK.com. We normally do it on Tuesday, New Tour Tuesday, but we were out yesterday. Gonna uh, keep the tradition alive. We will do it today. Nine o'clock coming up. You're getting new Weezer, new Florida Georgia Line, new Allison Chains, and then locally, Nate Lupi, who will be at Blues Fest. He has a song called That's the Way Life Goes. And uh, Fishhead actually uh, recommended this to us. And if Fish knows anything, it's guitar players. Yeah, it's true. And so we will uh, we will take a listen to that. I recognize that technology has done a lot of good things for us, mm-hmm. right? I like having Netflix and Hulu. That's technology. I like people being able to stream the podcast at WRQK.com. That's technology. I obviously like Pornhub. That's technology. That is. But there are downsides 
two positive things. And when I demonize technology, it's one of the reasons is, is because I believe over-examination is bad. Or can be bad. Let me restate that. I believe over-examination can be bad, and it can lead to, this isn't right, what about this, and this, and oh my god, we've been doing this forever. And we end up making mountains out of molehills. I believe that. And this is... Now, I don't care about this, so like I'm not going to get angry about it, but I, but I find it to be a little annoying, and, and it's an interesting look into what the internet can do. But the next edition of the Miss America pageant will, will, will get rid of the swimsuit competition. They're, they're going to get rid of the swimsuit portion. And they say it will be more inclusive to women of all sizes. They announced this yesterday. Gretchen Carlson is the chairwoman of the Miss America Board of Directors, and she was on Good Morning America, and she said the event will no longer feature a swimsuit portion. She says Miss America will now be a competition, not a pageant. Now, it's not my competition or pageant. It's theirs, and they have the right to do whatever kind of competition or pageant they want. But is there a problem with having like a, a contest and, and, and awarding somebody like... You know, a ribbon for their beauty? I don't really think so. No, I mean, I, I don't. I, I don't get what the. I don't get what the holdup here. I, I guess I'm a little bit more surprised that they're like completely doing it, like trying to do away with like the fact of like, well, we're not going to judge you based on your beauty at all because like that's the entire point of this. Like, I understand right. you want to have like, well, and you need a talent and you need this and you need to be answer questions and do all these things too. But like, to me, these were always about being attractive more than anything else. How many times have we seen these women get asked these questions and butcher it? Because honestly, this isn't really what they do. And what they do is win beauty competitions, right? If anything, get rid of the question portion. Get rid of the, well, I would get rid of world hunger, right? Get rid of the platitudes. I mean, I was going to say at the very least or start a different competition that 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 to me is like well why what why why does anyone watch these things from the jump even like when there are hot chicks in bikinis like you said Pornhub's a thing dude if you're still like oh my gosh man look at look at miss idaho up there i'm gonna i'm gonna jo during this segment and it's like i I guess i I mean this isn't a good enough reason but i guess i mean you know little boys are turning 13 every day you know what i mean but if that's the reason why we're doing this then that's the reason to take it off tv which they're not. They're just getting rid of the swimsuit competition. Actually, that's not the only change. In place of the swimsuit contest, I guess what they're going to do now is they'll have the contestants take part in an interactive session with the judges. According to a statement from the Miss America organization, here's the quote there, where she will highlight her achievements and goals in life and how she will use her talents, passion, and ambition to perform the job of Miss America. Oh, my God. What is what? the job of Miss America? <laughs> I honestly thought the job of Miss America was just being hot. Well, being hot, I think you get to go to, like, you know, the Rose Bowl Parade and stuff like that. NASCAR race uh, yeah. and things like that. Um, uh, the thing I'm going to say about this is, like, who was Miss America last year? I have literally zero no clue, clue who that person is, no what she looks like, Stay what she's even. done. Don't, I have zero no clue. No clue about any of that. No clue. No clue whatsoever. Now, let me ask you this. 
are they really going to make this more inclusive to women of all shapes and sizes? Well, what are they going to do? I mean, I is, doubt it. Is it going to be like? I doubt it. Uh, it's it, still going to be hot chicks. Well, is it going to be like I was going to say? Is it the most interesting women on the face of the planet because, or in in, in the United States of America? Because at that point, we really are going to get into a completely different competition that we're talking about here. I mean, like, is is there going to be an age restriction on this? Is there still going to be a ball gown thing like that? I that, mean, that's a fit. Well, no. Here's the thing: the elimination of the swimsuit's not the only change. Apparently, this thing is 97 years old. The evening gown competition is being revamped. They now say the contestants will now be able to wear whatever they choose. Oh, my God. We're, I mean, dude, like letting people get up there and wear whatever they do. This is all going to be political statements now and like this. And we're going to, oh, my God, misandrogynous. And like it's all going to be stuff like that. And it's going to get awful it's gonna get to the point where it's like jesus christ everybody's up there just giving out their three minutes of what they think about everything and at the end of the day you're gonna ruin this you're gonna ruin it dude it's just hot chicks parading around i don't understand why that's bad I wonder I wonder what the television ratings for this are recently like to me it just this does seem and it's not because it's like oh it's a, it's a beauty contest this whole thing just seems very antiquated to me like what why why is this a thing what is this a title for like I I, I mean okay and so now we're not doing bikini contest in Miss America does does this apply to the Miss Universe when it comes to that? Like, because don't we always send like the American chick that wins Miss America? Doesn't she go on to represent the country when it comes to Miss Universe? So I, I don't I do don't that? know the answer to that. I really don't know the answer. So to I, I don't know. It, it, no, it's it, to me it, like you said. I don't care about this. So I'm not going to get mad. I'm like, not mad I, about I, it. I genuinely right. don't care if they said today, "Yo, we're canceling the whole thing." Whatever. Like, dude. here's the thing. You could tell me these chicks were going to be naked, and I still wasn't going to watch it on TV. I'm not watching it on TV. Exactly right. Like, I don't care about that. They're saying now the Me Too movement is what's powering the changes. Now, the person behind all this, Gretchen Carlson, mm-hmm. Fox News host, former Fox News host. But, oh, that's I knew I recognized yeah, that Yeah, that's 100% her, dude. So that's kind of why when I saw the, all this happening, there's a little bit of me that's like, well, this isn't just like, yo, libtards, you're ruining the country again. I mean, it's Gretchen Carlson we're talking about here. I knew I recognized that name. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I couldn't remember from where. Now, she is the Fox News contributor that quit because she was being sexually harassed. Well, I mean, one of the Fox News contributors yeah, that quit were. because they were yeah. sexually harassed, but she was definitely one of those one of those people who really started. I mean, the Me Too movement, who were a big part of it. There now, now, are we going to allow men who have transed into women do it? Are we going to allow that? Are, are 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 we? I don't care. Go ahead. I mean, I, whatever. What I'm saying is, you kind of have to, right? I mean, if we're going to be inclusive, that's everybody's favorite word when they're trying to tell you how nice they are and. At the end of the day, nobody is. But at the end of the day, that oh, you know, people have been honest about it. At the end of the day, I apologize for that. I um, I, I, I think you're going to have to do that, though. I mean, you're going to have to include it if if, they, if this is your whole thing. And I think this is a total sham. My guess is women of all sizes. You tell me, you mean to tell me they're going to have a size twelve up there? They're going to have a size 16 up there. We're talking about a 300 spin, dude. Let's talk about real. Like, let's get real about it. They're going to have some chick off West Tusk come in there. They're going to have some Perry chick come in there. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? And like I said, like, if we're talking about the most interesting women on the face or in the United States of America, very rarely is it going to be some hot 23-year-old. It's going to be some 57-year-old, you know, brain surgeon who's been working her entire life, you know, contributing to the society. And, and we're not putting her up there. What, what is this about? No, you're absolutely right about that. Continuing with the Me Too thing and that mo- that movement. Something happened on TV the other day where a former president, and who I honestly think is a total scumbag, 
again, just refusing to own up to something. Just, dude, you're a scumbag and own up to it. We'll rake them over the coals and play you the audio next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Still to come, we're going to do New Tuesday on Wednesday because I was out sick yesterday. You're getting uh, Weezer covering Toto. Florida Georgia Lions new song, Colorado. Allison Chains has a new one uh, called The One You Know. And then a local artist, Nate Lupai, who will be at Blues Fest this weekend, I believe downtown Canton, Ohio. His song, That's the Way Life Goes. And uh, obviously, I'm assuming he is a blues artist. That was on recommendation from Fishhead, obviously, legendary Rock 106.9 DJ here. Looking forward to doing that. So a former president, Bill Clinton... Accused rapist. I believe he's guilty. Have always believed he's guilty. We've seen more than enough activity out of Bill Clinton being a total sleaze. He was called Slick Willie before, well before he ever became president. And tags like that don't just fall out of the sky. This dude's a creep. He's been a scumbag creep from the beginning. Always. I mean, dude, the rape allegations go all the way back to the 70s. This dude's been a creep from way, way back. And our party has excused it. For far too long. He's a creep and should be locked up. He was making the rounds, doing some interviews, and they pressed him on the Monica Lewinsky issue. And we have some audio here. Looking back on what happened then, through the lens of Me Too now, do you, do you think differently or feel more responsibility? No, I felt terrible then. <laughs> no, you didn't. And I came to grips with it. Did and you ever apologize no, to no, Yes, and nobody believes that I got out of that for free. Wow. Well, the White House, $16 million in debt. And now, is that true? Because I, I have seen plenty of information online that says that they made quite a bit of money while being, while being in the White House. I don't believe, I don't know. So I'm not going to call him a liar on that, but I have seen evidence that suggests what he just said is not factual. Now, I don't know if that evidence was doctored. Welcome to the internet, you know, in, in this day and age. So I don't know. I'm not going to call him a liar on that. I am suspicious what he just said is not 100% factual or it's one of those things where it's like, well, you could spin it to look like this, but really you made all this money and the Clinton Foundation here and this and that. It's one of those things that I don't necessarily, I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I can believe that. But you typically have ignored gaping facts in describing this. And I bet you don't even know them. This was well, what are the facts? That a woman that worked for you felt pressure to have sex with you because you wanted to have sex with her? Those are the facts of the case. Are we ignoring those? You total creep. This was litigated 20 years ago. Two-thirds of the American people sided with me. They were not insensitive to that. I had a sexual harassment policy when I was governor in the 80s. I had two women chiefs of staff. When I, I have black there. friends. I have black women friends. Women were overrepresented in the attorney general's office in the 70s for their percentage in the bar. I've had nothing but women leaders in my office since I left. Okay, now let's stop here. 
Because Trump said the same thing about his, his private businesses, and he does. In his golf business, Trump puts women in position of power all the time, and people knock the crap out of him. But when, when, but when a president we like says it, it's acceptable. Do you think that's an acceptable answer? You, Dan Stansberry, not public opinion. Do you think saying that, well, I put women in, you know, in powers of position, so that means I can't be a sexist? No, I don't believe that that means you cannot be sexist. I think it honestly, I, I think it's more along the lines of, I want to keep hot women close to me. So in both cases here, you think that that was a cover-up, essentially? I think I think that that is, yes, I think it's very much like I have a black friend that can't be racist. Okay. You are giving one side and omitting facts. Mr. President, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to present a side. I'm no, not, no, I'm not, you asked me if I agreed. The answer is no, I don't. And I, well, I asked if you'd ever apologized, and you said you had. I have. You've apologized to me. I apologize to everybody in the world. I, uh, now she claimed, now she had claimed he had did not apologize to her. Now, I don't know that you're getting into he said, she said territory here. But again, there was an opportunity here for this man, an accused rapist, which by the way, when he brought it, came out yesterday and said, why is nobody talking to me? And why did the same media then not want to, not want to air my interview until after he testified? You know why? Cause they didn't want him to be guilty because we liked them and we were looking to cover this up a little bit. Nah, it's just oral sex. What do we care? You're saying the interview here? No, no, no. Oh. I'm saying, dude, back in the day when this was going on, when Nita Brodick was supposed to be interviewed on TV and they pushed back her interview until after he had testified because they didn't want her to, her interview to affect his testimony. Dude, this guy is a creep from way, way back, bro. And he is a disgusting pig. He's always been a disgusting pig. And you don't just change this behavior out of nowhere. Does that disqualify any accomplishments he made as president? Is he still capable of being a good president, even though he was a disgusting well, pig? Well, I uh, look. It, it, well, I mean, dude, again, you can you can attack his his presidential record and some of the things he did, too. Some of the things he did that was perceived as nice then, if you look back at what, the, what ended up coming out of some of them, not so great. So I don't... I, I, could you still make a decent decision on, like, the budget, having grabbed a woman's ass in the hallway? Yeah, I suppose. Does that make you a good president? No, you're still a bad public figure for the country. And yes, Trump's guilty of this, too. I would be saying this. I, I have the same feeling about his actions in this, too. Do you feel like those should have been the things like, I mean, because because you stand at a weird place when you look at it as a voter of like, well, I think this guy is capable of doing good things from a, you know, from a, a perspective of I think he's able to make good decisions. I think he's able to be a good president, but I still think he's a creep. Is that enough for you to be like, well, are those, rape allegations enough for you to be like, done? Well, I don't know. You got to be careful about allegations because people are wrongfully accused, right? So you got to be careful about allegations. I do believe Juanita Brodick, though. I do. I believe her. I believe he raped her. Now, I don't know that. I just believe it. So, so that is clouding my opinion on Bill Clinton. But like I said, terms like Slick Willie just don't fall out of the sky, bro. It's because people know you're a little bit of a perv. You're a little handsy. Your, your wife has victim shamed these women who have come out against you. And our party has covered up your disgusting behavior for far too long. You dirty old man creep. You're a rapist. I know it in my heart that he, that, that he did it. And we have excused this for far too long. And there was an opportunity on, on TV for him to be like, you know what? She was a young woman. I altered her life forever in a way that she should not have been done. I abused my power. But of course, like any other repugnant person who can't see what they really did, doesn't want to own up to it. He's a disgusting rapist, and we have to start calling him that. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. 
The Scansbury Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we're going to do New Tour Tuesday on a Wednesday for you. I was out sick yesterday. You're getting new Weezer, new Florida Georgia Line, new Alice in Chains. We may have a problem with our local that was sent to us on CD, and I believe that there's a something wrong with the CD he sent us. So we may not be able to get to that local Nate Lupi. I apologize for that. If And what I will say is if somebody wants to reach out to Nate, I don't know how to do that because Fishhead's the one that gave me the CD. If he wants to send me a digital file, since he's playing uh, this weekend for Blues Fest, I would run it Friday to end the program. Okay. So if somebody wants to reach out to Nate, I, I, wa- I want Nate to get the airtime. Um, but I, I believe we're unable to run that as it is sent to us right now. We'll see what we can do here. I'll try to make it happen. Also, I want to be fair to one Bill Clinton. Um, I think he's a pig. I, I think he's guilty as hell. But he has done the rounds after that Today Show interview and said, look, I was kind of mad at myself about how that interview went down. And I got to give credit where credit is due, and I can respect him for that. I think he's a repugnant pig. I think he's a, a sexual harasser. I think he's a rapist. But I got to give credit where credit is due, and he's kind of taking ownership going, you know what? I was kind of mad at me about that interview. Didn't love the way that went down. Should have handled it differently, and I can respect that. By the way, worth mentioning, um, you asked if Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton really went $16 million in debt in their time in the White House. That was rated as mostly false. Look at that. Look at that. I was suspicious of that because people have shown those numbers. You two are just libtards. Libtards. Snowflakes. Shut up. Yeah, Dino, shut up. Shut up. A little inside joke there. So, game three, NBA Finals tonight. Um, Cavs are four and a half point dogs on their home court. I think tonight's ugly. Um, I think they get run out of the gym. No, I could be wrong. Um, I uh, And I probably will be. <laughs> every, time I, every time I take a harsh stance on something like this, I, it ends up going the other way. Um, but I don't think it's good. And I think the rest of the Cavaliers, I don't want to say the rest. I think a lot of the Cavaliers lineup understands that no matter what happens, they can't beat this team. And I don't care how much money you pay a guy. If you feel defeated, you feel defeated. You, you, you can talk about being a professional and you can talk about this and that. But at the end of the day, dude, if, if you were defeated in your mind, you're defeated in your mind. And I don't know how that does not affect performance. I think so much of that goes back to game one where I do too. you had so much I agree. on the line there of like, dude, if we get this win, it changes all of our mindsets. Now, all of a sudden, we know we can win. Um, But then to lose like that in such a bumbling fashion, in such a frustrating fashion, there's no way. Now, I feel like, you know, uh, battle-tested guys, you know, LeBron, Tristan Thompson, J.R. Smith, dudes who have been in this situation before who have been down big, they might have a little bit more. But, dude, if you're a a guy who's never been to the NBA Finals before, if you're not an NBA champion like those dudes, there is a little bit of like, dude, we can't do this. Sure, they came over 3-1. to We can't do that. Right. And, and and I worry I worry about what that will do. Um, I need to ask you a question. Um, you understand rotation of basketball players a little bit better than I do, mm-hmm. and so I can't for the life. The Warriors are they're the three shooting team, right? right? That's what they do, right? Right. So why are we starting these games out without one of our better? What I would think is one of our better three point shooters. Why are we waiting so long to get Kyle Korver on the floor? 
Um, I think, you know, this is definitely one of the arguments you can make against Ty Lue is that he is very, this is the plan and we're sticking with it. And there's a part of me that's like, well, dude, you've got to find that balance because too many people are knee-jerk reaction on stuff. Yes. And as soon as something goes Great. wrong, they're like, oh, don't, well, I got to change the entire plan. And it's like somewhere along the line, you have to recognize like, well, this isn't working. Therefore, we need to change something without necessarily being knee-jerk about it. Um. I don't know why Kyle Korver is not getting more run, but part of the problem is, is he's been ineffective so far. He hasn't shot the ball well. And if you're not going to do what you're a specialist in, then it's like, man, you're even more like and Kyle Korver, not necessarily a liability. It's not like he's terrible at individual defense. He's a pretty good team defender at that. Um, but if your specialty is going out there and shooting the three ball, it's like, well, if you're not going to be able to do that, what am I, what, what okay. am I giving you the run for? Now, definitely a solid argument. However, I would say that it's like, Dude, he's not going to stay cold, though, right? And in if it's a race to who can hit the most threes, then I need the three-shooter out there. Yeah, I mean, and Kyle Korver is one of the best three-point shooters in the history of the NBA. I mean, I'm not trying to put him on level with, you know, Steph Curry, but when it comes down to it, he's one of the most accurate three-point shooters in the history of the game. So I would agree with you. And I, 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 I more than anything, it's like, well, dude, you got to get out there and swing. You can't you can't just be like, well, this is what we're doing. This is our plan because it's not working. You got to do something else. I guess there was an article that came out, I think it was uh, the day before yesterday, um, from Business Insider that said that players around the league don't respect Steph Curry. That as a matter of fact, that, that they disrespect Steph Curry, that they have hatred for Steph Curry. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, same reason we hate him. I think elite guys, and this is what the, the, this article was talking about. It wasn't just like, yo, the third dude or the fourth dude down no, the bench stars. of of the yeah. of the Bucks hates this guy. It was like, no, like everybody, peers of his, people who are superstars in the NBA hate the dude. Um, there's a million reasons why, and I, I think it's the same reasons we as fans hate him. Is that he's cocky, he's arrogant, um, he plays a was it a, Michael cocky? He plays a soft style of basketball. I think a lot of people view and I and I think those things combined, where it's like, well, Jordan, you're cocky, but like. But you were tough, so there was a little bit of a difference there. Where it's like, Steph, you're cocky and you're soft, and I think that's a part of the. Uh, it is you annoying. Know. The shimmy's annoying, and I don't know how that's not taunting a player. I don't know how that's not a thing. I mean, you saw it in the Rocket series when you know Chris Paul knocked down that three, and then you know, kind of shimmies. I think part of it is is that the guy refuses to guard the best point guards on the defensive end of the floor. You know what I mean? And I think that's definitely part of it. Yeah, but that's what that's that's, that's smart. smart rotation. That's smart. Like that's the whole thing is like you can you can you can point at guys and be like, "Oh, well you're, you know, you're you're individually falling down on this, but it's like very hard for me to argue with the results here." I mean, dude, the Warriors are just phenomenally good. Arguably, I mean, over the past 4 years, you can make the argument that this is the best basketball team that has ever existed. And I think that's a part of the reason too. And if I try to divorce myself and separate myself from my LeBron love and my Cavaliers love, it's easy to hate greatness. We see it all the time, whether it is the Patriots, whether it is McDonald's, whether it is Nickelback, dude. I mean, these these those three brands I just listed there sell billions and billions and billions. Yeah. So, like, you can hate them and say they all suck, and I hate all those things, and I would never, blah, blah, but it's like, dude, they're pushing weight out there, dude. So it's very easy when you're sitting in that number one position. Of course, Paul George is going to look at you and be like, dude, you're so, and I don't know if this is Paul George that they were talking about, yeah, but but. Somebody yeah, you know sure. of that of that elk is going to look at him and be like, "Dude, you're soft." Not only that, you had to bring in another superstar 
the second best player on the planet to get over here. So, like, there's plenty of reasons why his peers would feel that way. I am perfectly fine with what Kevin Durant did, okay? And he's probably going to get his second ring. And he's already been, so now he's been a finals MVP. He's got a ring and probably going to get a second right now. So you can't necessarily knock it. However, I think there's going to be a part where he's 50, he's done, and he's going to look back on it and go, could I have really done it? Yeah, he'll be 50 looking back on it. LeBron will still be out there with LeBron <laughs> Jr. out there. Because, I'm running the point, but still. Again, not that I'm an NBA player, not that I have anywhere near, like, the, the, the performance of this isn't anywhere near that. But there is part of me now that is happy to know that I was able to have massive amounts of success with a previous unit and this unit, meaning that if you, take, if you pick me up and put me here, there, or there, I'm going to be able to do all right. And there is something about me that I feel easier about that. That when we first signed on here, there was concern about that in my mind. Like, well, maybe we're changing everything. I wonder what's going to happen. Now, in the end, I feel I felt very confident. But now I don't have to wonder anymore. I know now. Yeah, proof. Yeah. I got proof now. And I wonder if that's not going to stick with Kevin Durant. I don't think it does, dude. Really? I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. I mean, There's... dude, he's got burner accounts. The night after he won the finals, he's tweeting it, dude. Like... Yes, there is a little bit of that where it's like, dude, he's shown that he's mentally soft. But I think when you look back on it, and I think when he has perspective... In the moment, it's hard, you know, you can't see the forest for the trees necessarily, but like, 50, you know, when he's 50 and he's sitting there counting his millions of dollars and looking back at, at his run as one of the greatest players of the game, I, I don't think it matters. It'll matter to you and me, and it'll matter to dudes at the bar, and it'll matter to, to whoever the next Stephen A. Smith well, is, but what, I don't think he cares. Well, what you're saying there, though, dude, if it matters to us and if it matters to the talking heads, what's essentially who shapes your legacy? Those people. So does he worry about it because of the way the legacy shaped? Um, yeah, but I think him and I think LeBron's the 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 the, the a, a great showing of this is I think dudes that are in that level. You can't don't. Win. You, you yeah. You can't win. Therefore, you don't put as much premium on it. It's not like no matter what he does, there's going to be haters. There's going to be detractors. There's going to be people that said he did it wrong. So it's like, dude, I can only control what's in front of me right now, and that's winning basketball games. And if if I'm Kevin Durant, yeah. And dude, do I do in my heart feel like he's a snake and he's a piece of crap? Of course I do. But I, I don't care what Matt Fantone thinks if I'm Kevin Durant. Neither does the rest of Cam. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we were out yesterday due to illness, so we are going to do New Turd Tuesday on a Wednesday, and we will start with Weezer's cover of uh, Toto's Africa. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Blues Fest this weekend. Um, Nate actually called the radio station, left his number up here, was like, do call me, I'll be able to file, I'll get you another way. <laughs> so it's like, dude, the guy sent a CD, and now he's calling the radio station, leaving phone numbers. Welcome to the computer, Nate. <laughs> Just messing with you, buddy. Just messing with you. We are going to play a uh, track off of his CD, That's the Way Life Goes. That will happen to end New Tour Tuesday. I believe it was a woman in Ohio who had been harassing Weezer uh, about doing a cover. So much so that it went viral, because welcome to the internet. As long as you bitch long enough, you get what you want. And Weezer has agreed to do the cover and this is of uh, Toto's Africa. Let's take a listen. This song has become bacon. This song has become the new thing online. Everyone's like, oh my gosh, I like Toto's Africa. And it's like, okay. I, it is the same band, I think. But isn't, I think Hold the Line's the better song. 
I uh, I I just don't know why, but like I would say, like chicks under the age of thirty have just like really embraced this song. Is like, well, this is this is the anthem, and I, I guess I, I don't understand how that happened. I and I maintain, I think "Hold the Line" is the way better song. I love that song. I hear the drums echoing tonight, but she hears only whispers of some quiet conversation. She's coming in 12.30 flight The moment winds reflect the stars That guide me towards salvation I stopped an old man along the way Hoping to find some old forgotten words Of ancient melodies He turned to me as if to say If this wasn't a cover, if this was just a song, food, I'd already be turning it. I'd already be turning it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard when you know the song's good already. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is, yeah. You know what I find interesting about that? this? Is people talk so much trash on the 80s as a musical decade? Like people, it's just routinely people will just say worst musical decade ever, which is insane when you think about the when the, you think about the artists who are '80s artists, Michael Jackson, Madonna. You get stuff like this, right? I, I, I mean, dude, this dude, this decade was fantastic musically. I think people get caught up in the worst of what they want to remember or the best of what they want to remember. No. Nobody really being crazy here was like, was this song? Did this song come out in '78? I don't, I don't, I don't know what, the, I don't know what the timetable on this was. So screw that up. But it, it's just like you know, if you want it to be the best decade, you look back and you remember your favorite songs. I think so many people are guilty of that with like '70s music and stuff like that, where it's like, dude, there were no turds the entire '70s. You're telling me there was not a single turd, and then people are like, no, it was all great, and it's like, well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, about there that. were plenty of turds in the '80s. I agree, but I think it just, I think the decade gets trashed unfairly. I seek to cure what's deep inside. Frightened of this thing that I've become. I'm already taking from Twitter. Wayne says it sounds good, but it sounds too much like a straight cover. I wish they would have put their own spin on it. I've always said that about covers. Either do it exactly the same or put your own spin on it. I think those are the only two things to do. But I will say, like, had you just run this and not told me, I wouldn't have been like, oh, that's Weezer. Right. Yeah, I was going to say this doesn't sound like them. It doesn't sound like Rivers Como to me. So it's kind of like, well, what what are we doing this for? This just sounds like a, a cover band to me. Exactly. Yeah, I just want Toto's version. And this has been Jerry Maguire for me a little bit because okay. I, I, I hadn't heard this, but I had heard about it. 
Okay. And oh my God, wait till you hear Weezer's cover of Africa. I mean, wait. Oh my God, so good. And then by the time you see it or hear it, you're like, all right, not that good. I was going to say, and I think that goes back to, I don't know why this song has gone viral in the sense of people love talking about how much they love it, but it, it, it has. Well, the band. I think Weezer, that hipster thing, and the, you know, the, the, they're, they're very much that kind of band. What is this song about? The rain's down in Africa, right? I, that's all. I like. I, I, I've heard this song a bajillion times, and I have zero clue. Like, well, no what is he singing about, dude? I have no idea. Is, I, I don't know. I and don't again, know. I maintain, "Hold the Line" is the way better song. I love "Hold the Line." I love this whole decade, though. You know, um, well, you know, it, it's on my it's on my gym playlist. I'm gonna totally wrap myself off for a total like, guilty pleasure here. I forget the exact name of it. Oh, Down Under by Men at Work. There it is. Dude, Down Under is probably a top 10 song for me. Jeez. Dude, I love Jeez. that song. I love it. Jeez. I can't not turn that song up in the in the car when I hear it. My 1017 plays Down Under. <laughs> Your boys crank it up. Windows down, stop sign, I don't care. I'm belting it out. I would have never known this was Weezer. There there's, uh, there's Weezer covering Toto's Africa. Phantom, give me the vote. It's a turn. I really like Weezer. Um, definitely one of like the defining bands from when I was younger. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But and I like that song too. But there was just no reason for it. Like, I, it didn't. It didn't sound terrible. But it definitely didn't. It wasn't necessary. So I'm gonna call it a turd. I. This is one of those times where if Weezer wants to do Africa live, and, yeah. th- and throw you a bonus, yep. that's kind of cool. Yep. I like it. I don't necessarily need a recording of it. I agree. I'm gonna vote turd. It's a turd. New Florida Georgia Line, the song's Colorado. Hear it next on Rock 106.9. Let's go! Rock 106.9 has your shot at a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival. Now, text the keyword CASINO to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message support. This is New Florida Georgia Line. The song's called Colorado. Well, I got friends from Colorado. I got friends from Tennessee. So I got something. Florida Georgia line, dude, twisting up some blunts, making it happen. Made the plans, booked the day, spent the money too. Nothing sweet, but I paid for honeymoon. Million dollar view to see, but she wants as I do. Turn right into I don't. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dude, like, I, I was what? giving it a couple of seconds. I was like, well, maybe I just don't understand that word. Maybe I don't understand. Dude, that was literally <laughs> an entire verse of, what? Dude, Yosemite Sam, what the hell are you saying? Made the plan, 
plans, booked the day, spent the money too. Nothing sweet about a paid for honeymoon. Me and dollar view to see, but she wants as I do turn right in. I, 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 I don't know what he said. I don't know. I don't know what he said. All right, one more time here. Let's see if we can figure one this more, out. One more. One more. Nothing sweet about a paid for honeymoon. Okay. Me and dollar view. Okay, these goddamn mumble rappers, these what? mumble rappers are the worst. What? Dude, seriously, what the hell is he saying? <laughs> what? See, but she wants as I do turn right in I don't. I don't know. The belt buckle goes in your pants, <laughs> not in your mouth, you turd. You can buy weed and Jack Daniels everywhere. I don't know if this guy knows, but dude, like literally everywhere on the face of the planet, you can buy it. Dude. I it's did know out that. There. It's I did there know for that. the purchase. Yeah. Yeah. Is this the second Florida Georgia Line guy, or is that another singer? Is because it always seems like the one dude's singing, and I don't know what the other dude's doing. Yeah, there. It, it, the- I don't know who's who in this band. I, I don't. I you know they. I think it's the Hardy Boys come back and they're now just like country artists because the one's got hair like that where it just like looks ridiculous and they got shiny jeans for Christ's sake, yeah, which, is, which are always awful. Yeah. And so like I don't really know. I think it is one of those things where like one of them does like a lot and the other one's just. Like riding the coattails, like the diamond and silk of country music Very, here. Yes, okay. yes. I saw that the one year at the Jason Aldean show yeah. when he when he played Progressive Field, and dude, they know how to stir people up. They do. Well, I was gonna say, I mean, this dude not a great singer. I mean, he sounds like he has an authentic country voice. I don't know if that's true or not, but he definitely like these dudes know how to write songs and make people like react to them. So I'm not surprised to find out at all they're good live. No, I uh, I, I got I got to admit, I mean, they're cheesy as all get out, but they dude, Florida Georgia Line, dude, they earworm me. Like they they are guilty pleasure for sure. I will like I'll keep men at work down under turned yeah. up at the stop sign. I'm turning down holy by Florida <laughs> Georgia Line, but I do like it. So I got something in a bottle And I got something from a seed Since you said you She's got something from the seed? Something from a seed from, some, oh. from a seed talking about marijuana there Okay I thought he meant from under the seat Like he uh-huh. had a brown nope. paper bag Nope Coming from the seed
Jill ran away, but Jill's got nothing on Jane. And Jane. Let's not question. I feel. I feel what? like. I feel like we have examined into the into oh. the life of Florida George Line enough. They got nothing on Jack and Jane, Mary yeah. Jane. Okay, uh, there we are, smoking dope there. Uh, smoking right. dope, getting right. drunk up in the mountains. All right. Here's what. Uh, here's what I tell Florida George Line: Go up to the mountains, get drunk, right? Get stoned. <laughs> Stopping you. Just quit recording it. <laughs> Fantone, give me the vote. Eh, it's half a turn. Wow. I'm not going to say that wow. was a song that I am particularly liked, but I do think that that's a song that's going to resonate with country music fans. Under three minutes long, catchy, singable chorus, um, and it's Florida Georgia Line, so they have a bunch of star power. I didn't like it, but I think it's going to be a hit, so I'm going to call it a half. Oh, wow. I'm glad you told me how long it was, because I disagree, and even more so now, because the song felt ten minutes long. I uh, I think that that's bad. I think it's a turd. It's a turd. Allison Chains, the one you know, and local artist Nate Lupi. That's the way life goes. Who will be playing Blues Fest this weekend? Downtown Canton. We'll play you both next on the Sansbury Show. The Sansbury Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106. Now. Cool start, but not what I expected. Me either. I agree. The one you know. original that they've done since Lane. Oh, check my brain. That one was pretty good. I don't think they've had a ton of success with their newer stuff. 
enough to still be out there. And they play a lot of those soft ticket shows, like those festivals. And they're pretty good. Like, I've seen them at the House of Blues. They yeah. were excellent. Yeah, they were, they were really good. Their new singer's pretty good. And I loved Alice in Chains, so I like the fact that they still tour and I get to see it. say it sounds like it could have been on that album that they had with like the dog with three legs on it. I forget the name of that. But it could have been an album track from that for sure. It's my favorite Allison Chain song ever. I call it Head Cantrell knows how to make a guitar sound haunting. Like, he does know yeah. how to do that. He is very good at that. Always been very, very good at it. Uh, probably underrated um, as a musician from that era, I would say Jerry Cantrell just a little bit. There's new Allison Chains, the one you know. Phantom, give me your vote. Not a turd! Didn't necessarily love it, but I had low expectations because it's 2018 and it's new Allison Chains sure. music, and it, it, it tickled me for you know what I wanted from Allison Chains right there. So I'm gonna call it not a turd. I'm gonna say it's a great album track. It's not a single. I don't know why they would have pushed it as one. So therefore, I'm gonna have to vote it half a turd. <laughs> it's half a turd. We have a local artist this week. His name is Nate Lupai. He's playing uh, Blues Fest this weekend, and his song is called "That's the Way Life Goes." You call my name on the telephone, itching for an answer, but I can't get home. And I it's already more well recorded than I thought it would be. Oh yeah, dude, it's mastered very well. Yeah, it's yeah. it's well recorded. I don't know how old this kid is, but he's obviously pretty young, right? Well, Fish has said he's been seeing him play live or since play since he was 13. Oh, he looks high school age. Yeah, I mean, he's young. Like, he's not old enough to buy alcohol. Maybe 20. Yeah, okay. maybe 20. But not anymore now. And not about Nate, but I am not necessarily a blues enthusiast. Like old, 
original blues, yes, but dude, Stevie Ray Vaughan can go to hell. And like, who was that? It was the Jeff Healy playing the guitar on his lap because yeah, he was playing that yeah. guy. That guy can go to hell, dude. All those dudes, I don't get it. Are you hipstering blues music right now? Like, oh, dude, back in the day when it was real. Well, dude, you give me Muddy Waters. That's okay. a different thing. But okay. Stevie Ray Vaughan and all that, I've okay. always been like, oh my god, Little Wing. Seriously, a liberal country argument you got going on here. I'll yeah, take it. A little all bit. Right. Little bit. Keep walking in the distance, baby. That's the way your life goes. A lot of very talented musicians in the genre, obviously, but it's not like mass consumption music. It's just not. You're shooting pool in a bar, drinking whiskey. Right. Sure. Oh, the kid can play, though. Yeah. He can play. I think he's known as a guitarist, but like considering he's a local young dude singing, that's impressive enough to me. Well, he's okay. Like he's pretty good. When Fish had sent me the email, he said, "Look, most of what he does is instrumental, so play track two because there's some lyrics, and I know that's going to play better on the radio." kid kind of has respect of stuff that came back before him and he's not just trying to beat like what's hot now you know what i mean well the greta van fleet argument right there okay that band's a little overrated (laughs) they are people need to slow down on the greta van fleet thing they're good but like enough By local artists who will be playing Blues Fest this weekend downtown Canton, Ohio. Fantail, give me the vote there. Not a You know, we great things on a uh, scale when it comes to local artists, but yes, like you said at the beginning of that, man, it was recorded very, very well. Whoever the producer is, shout out to them. It uh, it was it was definitely well put together. Produced by Nate Lupai and Joe Fatale Jr. There you go. And um, it, the thing I'm going to say about blues music is like I can appreciate it and listen to it, especially once it has vocals, but like much like classical music to me and um and like jazz music to me I don't know the difference between like any of these artists. People will be like, oh, there's a BB King song, and it just sounds to me like picking on a guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, so many other things I can be like, oh, this is this artist. Oh, this is this artist. But like blues music, it very much is all the same thing to me. Maybe I'm just not well versed enough in it. My dad loved it. So, like, to hear Muddy Waters and Robert Johnson and like that kind of stuff in my house was not abnormal. So, like, I kind of got into that. He loved Stevie Ray Vaughan. And I just find Stevie Ray Vaughan to be obnoxious. Like, honestly, dude, the moment one of those songs started, I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm going to throw up in my hands. And, dude, people are going to consider that to be blasphemous. And I understand it. But, look, you, I like things and you hate it. So I'm going to vote not a turd on Nate Lupai. Not a turd. I want to address a, uh, a, 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 a complaint from Twitter about okay. this morning's program before we get out of here okay. today. The WVU Wonka 
on Twitter, you can hear me rolling my eyes at that, says, I love your show. I listen every morning and have for the last four years. You were way off this morning with regards to the NFL and the kneeling. It's not about the military. It's about police brutality. Stop spreading a false narrative on your platform. Okay, well, I didn't say it was about the military. I said I agree with the players and that there is police brutality in this country. But I have said from the beginning, and this is what I said this morning, is that for a lot of the country, it will land as anti-military, which is exactly what I had said. I have no problem if you want to take issue with the show. Just take issue with something I actually say versus what you thought you heard me say. Deal? Okay, fair enough. That's it. We're done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. See ya. Dan Stansberry and his boy, Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9.